Hello and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back. My name is Robert Padnick. With me as always is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Hi, Robert. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, Sure. <laughs> you can I, pretend all you want. I just can't do it. <laughs> Guys, this is studio. This is chunk part three. Yeah. We've been with chunks. each other for three hours now. Yeah. We're so sick of each other. I, there's going to be a fight. Yeah, there's the definitely going to be a fight. That's <laughs> cabin clearly. fever. We got oh, cabin would you fever. Shut up with that kind of observation about the Bible. It's enough already. I heard it an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell me an hour ago when I might have cared? <laughs> um, but you know what's weird is like now we have to do the math in our heads of like this could be like Christmas morning when this mm. is coming out. Like we have no, you know, like no idea. No idea. Like we're like, oh, I'm hungry for some Thanksgiving turkey right now. People be like, that's what an offense. What to, an offense to bring up a Thanksgiving turkey at this time of no, year. No, there's a crisp to the air, and we're having eggnog by the fire. You fool! Chestnuts, chestnuts, idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys. I don't know exactly what day this is, but I, we hope that you're having a great holiday. Whatever holiday, we know it's a holiday season just happened or is coming up. Enjoy. Enjoy it. It's a time when religious stuff happens. And we're enjoying the Bible, weirdly. We're having our best, yeah, whether it's the new chunk system. I don't think it is. I think the writing is genuinely much better. Mm -hmm. But thank God, because we have been doing this for a few hours now. But we've met some great people. Deborah. We already met Gideon. Like, so many better people than the whole rest of the Bible combined. Yeah, and they're all crazy in their own unique ways. Gideon's pretty nuts. And Deborah was pretty nuts, too, and I like them both. Yeah, I mean, basically, the short recap is now we're actually a very interesting part. Yeah, we can do a recap because we know exactly what happened. Basically, Gideon is going to go to war on Team God because they're about to fight because he God did a magic trick for him that was not that interesting, involving (laughs) making a blanket covered in dew. (laughs) It's a light wetness to the blanket is enough for him to be like, I'm fighting for you and we kind of ended on a cliffhanger where What's he's like on? Gideon's like okay we're good to go yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> and God's like do you want to keep the blanket it's like no. no I just wanted to see if you can make it wet and you did I'm good I'm good leave it all right let's go kill some people he's blowing his trumpet oh, and he's got a great go. trumpet <laughs> yeah okay I just let's just get into this thing yeah there's no uh no preamble just we're just ripping just raw bible raw bible and Okay, so this is chapter seven of Judges. How many chapters are there in Judges? Not that many, even. Like we're tearing through Judges. That's good. Which is good. This is this is what the chunk system wants. The chunk system is working. This first section is called "God Reduces Gideon's Army to Three Hundred Men." Oops. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're good. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Oh, God. We're taking heavy losses. <laughs> Cut to, Gideon, what's the plan? I mean, it should work, guys. Look at the blanket. <laughs> it's still kind of wet. It's kind of, Touch the blanket. Touch, it, is, it is wet. It, it is, is wet. wet. You're right. It should have worked. Then Jeroboam, who is Gideon, and who is Gideon? Wait. Wait. No, Jeroboam is Baal. I thought that was Gideon's dad, like, taunting Ball last chapter when he's uh, like, I'm going to call him Jeroboam. No, he's going to call Gideon his own Jeroboam. son Jeroboam. Because he's, like, fighting a god. And I bet it means, like, fight ball fighter. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Not as funny. No, not as funny. 
but fine. Fine. We'll take it. Okay. My son, Jeroboam. My son, Jeroboam. Then Jeroboam, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the north of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. So you made an army that's too big. He says that? That's what he seems like he's saying. You have too many men. That's what are you like doing, Gideon? A loophole. Yeah. That <laughs> oh you, yeah, you crossed the. Uh, it's too many now. It's too many now, so you got to lose. That's bad. All right. Now therefore, go to proclaiming the ears of the people, saying, "Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead." And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. Holy crap! So oh, a lot that, of guys left. But this is okay, actually. Right. I, they're not getting killed. God's like, nah, nah, too many. You don't even need that. Oh, okay. Go home. Yes, yeah, that's that's because he even says in the last verse, he's worried that Israel would boast against me, my own strength saved me, because there's so many men. Oh, it's like, no. So he's like, no, we need less men, so when to they show, win. like, it's because of me, baby. Cool. Interesting. Cocky. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And who of whomever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. He's like picking a jury now. God, I really hope they do lose this battle because there's it's so damn cocky. <laughs> yeah. He's like, All right, we got 10,000. Let's go. He's like, Hey, get in. No, 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 no. Here on my team, we baby. We don't need 10,000. Let's do another test. Get some more out of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna pick the ones I want. God, I hope they lose. Yeah. <laughs> so he brought down the people unto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, "Everyone that lappeth up the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth Separate. down upon his knees to drink. So everyone that licks the water like a dog or gets on his knees, they're out." So only the guys who stand up and like make and a little cup, make a make a make a cup like and a man, and <laughs> and bend at the hips, like just do a full, do a squat, yeah, like oh a squat. Don't or, bend from the knees, right? Or like a full half. Or wait, bend down on upon his knees. So anyone who gets on his knees, oh maybe like, don't do a squat, do a deadlift. Uh, yes, it's like keep your knees straight. Yes, keep your knees straight. Make a bowl. Yeah, and make a bowl <laughs> like a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you drink. That's how you choose an army. <laughs> and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Oh, so none of them even um, did a deadlift like we thought. No. I think the lapping was good, in fact, maybe. If you're a do- it seems like it's a kind of a, um, like, if you're willing to do this, you're willing to go to battle for but, me. Like. You're gonna drink like I don't a know dog. which one they did because 300 of them, but drank, they didn't drink like oh, with God. Cup they hands. put their hand to their mouth, that lapping dogs like don't dogs. Do that. That's weird. They have a different idea, I think, of what how dogs drink. And what are you saying? They're not gonna convince me that a dog drinks like that. That's what they're saying, though. And my, my verse six in mine says 300 of them drank from cupped hands, comma, lapping like dogs. I mean, I suppose once you have the bowl, <laughs> yeah, and then you're lapping, <laughs> they go, <laughs> <they> go like. <laughs> That's so odd, though. <laughs> what a weird situation. Pick it up like a human. <laughs> Obviously. 
But then once it's at your mouth, go like kind of slobber and like be like, lick, 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 we lick, could lick. really use a murmur just like walking by the scene, <laughs> you know, and it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> Why is this happening? It's like, those guys are going to go fight for us. Because they're drinking it like a dog. They're drinking of- like a dog. So God knows who to pick <laughs> for fighting. What? It's the craziest selection process. <laughs> Don't worry. I got to test. Gideon and God are two freaking crazy guys. Peas and pod, though. Yeah. <laughs> Gideon must love this test. Gideon's like, that's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> Look what he's doing. Look at that weirdo. It also makes me think if like God doesn't exist and this is all like, basically this is just Gideon doing Like It could also be a bit of a Tyler Durden situation where it's like, Gideon is crazy and he's like God says that's not good he's like God we're gonna win because of this damp towel right hey 20,000 of you go home the rooms are left drink that water I gotta get like a dog (laughs) (laughs) I like like that (laughs) you can pick it up like a human what is this guy talking about I guess okay yes sir and the Lord said unto Gideon by the 300 men that lapped will I save you (laughs) And deliver the Midianites into thine hand and let all the other people go, every man unto his place. Or is he even like, okay, so, you know, even if it is a Tyler Durden thing, but it's like the lappers are truly nuts. These guys could never win in a war. Like, what kind of freaks are these? And that's how strong I am as God, is that people who drink their water like like, dogs. They're going to see these like dog guys yeah. <laughs> alright this is easy pickings 300 crazy guys 300 crazy weirdos and I, you're still gonna win it's more flexing more flexing it's like this is a test of shoot watch yeah, just this. pick the nuts watch this hey guys drink water like you normally do <laughs> it's okay. like, oh, a lot of them are like kneeling and like okay I'll drink the water and it's like nah dude <laughs> the dog guys the dog. <laughs> that's who's fighting for you I mean, it's a great cold open. It gets better and better. <laughs> um, so the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man unto his tent, and retained those 300 men, and the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. So this next section is called, oh my God, that's great. I mean, the next section after this is funny. The Lord calls, this one's called, The Lord Calls Unpon Gideon to Attack the Midianites. All right, here we go. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Furrah, thy servant, down to the host. Mm, new character. If you're afraid, bring Furrah. She'll help you. And thou shalt hear what they say. And afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Furrah, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitudes. Jeez, that's like so uh, racist. Why? They're like bugs. Oh, no, no, no. They're saying there's so many of them. But still. But kinda like, like, they kind of look like bugs. Yeah, like to, to make the comparison is just like dehumanizing them. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. So many candles, so many, so many camels, they're like a sand on a beach. That's that, that's like less offensive to me than thick as locusts. That's mine. Oh. Had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. Yeah. It's like a nasty ugh, bug nest. Yeah. On a sea of camels. Interesting. It's they're like a million. So it's like a it's like a swarm of locusts riding locusts on, on a beach. 
<laughs> the beach being the camels. We're really like deep in just crazyville right now. It's like you got two crazy guys going to war and one of them is describing the crazy situation. It just feels like the Bible, A, definitely got a new writer and B, like, it's just jazz now. They're mm-hmm. like, they're so high on this. They broke the form mm-hmm. of the Bible and they're like, it'll pull back and be like more normal. But now they're just like having so much fun with it. Yeah. It's season seven. Season. It, the book, Let's it's go. a hit. It's a hit. Right. Like, We're safe. Let's, we got to start trying things. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow. and what? said, And said, behold, I dreamed a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay along. So a, a loaf of bread struck a tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. Just as this guy was saying, I had a dream. It's just, no, no, no. That, that was his dream. Oh, that was his dream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Some okay. guy came up to Gideon and said, yes, I just had I that crazy, okay. I had a crazy dream. He had, okay, uh, a bread knocked over a tent. Yeah. That is a crazy dream. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And his fellow answered and said, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel, for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. I just heard this crazy bread dream. So we're good we're again. ready to go. <laughs> we're good we again. got the towel. I snuck we're in. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Oh, I can't even count them. Can't yes. even count them. Camels, too. But then it's this, up the wazoo. But we're all good because this guy came up to me and said, I had a crazy dream where a piece of bread knocked over a tent. And then I said, okay, we're good. That's, That's me. me. <laughs> I'm the bread. That's me. We're good. <laughs> I'm the bread. You're the tent. Let's do this. Let's go, guys. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Okay, so now the final section of chapter seven. Gideon's unusual battle plan delivers Israel from the Midianites. Wow. Unusual. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) This is not usual. And he divided the 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. Here we go. Mine just says there's an empty jars in the hands of all of Everyone's them. Oh, got with it. torches inside. Everyone's okay, got a candles. trumpet and a torch. How did, where did he get all these trumpets? <laughs> and he said unto them, look on me. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> and then do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall you do. When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpet also on every side of all the camp and say... And say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Two buddies. So Gideon and the three and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Did it work? Why did they smash? Smash their lights? Yeah. I could make an argument that it would look really crazy to see 300, like, you're like, you hear this trumpet song, you look up, there's 300 lights surrounding you, and then they all go off. (laughs) That's cool. I like that. Now what? Now what? And they stood, every man in his place, round about the camp, and all the hosts ran and cried and fled. Oh, wow. Jeez. They didn't, they got scared. That's scared. They're scared. And the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Beth Shittah in Zerah, 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 
and to the board of Abel Mechulah and to Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and take before them the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. And so they, that was the whole plan, I guess, was just the smash. But why did that work? I guess it just scared them so bad. <laughs> There's like infinite amount of them to see 300 trumpets. Lights go out, made them run away. I wonder if the trumpet... This is not the first time that they've used trumpets to make a whole people go insane. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd never heard a trumpet before. Yeah, right. Like, it's like a new thing. They're like, and so they've never, they don't know instruments. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is like a demon sound. They're like, what? This is a crazy sound. I can see that. Like, I'm, I'm actually going to say that's probably true. That's the closest I could get to like why that would ever work. To is scare like, them so bad. This is a very loud sound I've never heard before. I'm freaking what out. What powers are they capable of? Yeah, like, and I can't see what's going on because they blew out their torches. Like, what's Let's going on? Let's just leave. Yeah. It's my best guess. I think that's a good guess. And this chapter ends, and they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock, Oreb, and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb, and pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side, Jordan. How crazy and scary. <laughs> Hey, we killed him in his winery. Here's two heads. Look. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking more water like a dog. <laughs> Another, a great day for Gideon. <laughs> Gideon. Wow. And guess what? I'm quickly, I just see in chapter eight, Gideon's Gideon. still hanging out. So <laughs> A lot more Gideon. <laughs> I did not know because know, I've known the name Gideon. Isn't there a Gideon Bible? Oh, Gideon's Bible is the um the little Bible in hotel rooms. I and, bet it's nuts. Yeah, why is it his Bible? I don't know. Well, he definitely like threw himself in there with like fight for me and the Lord. Good branding. He's a little bit more of like he's got a Trump quality to him. Yeah, he's like if Put you my keep name saying my name, putting it on it. Something. It's mine. But it's just so funny that like who like why people are named after, say, Old Testament names, Gideon. Is really taking on new meaning to me now. Yeah, like if I meet a Gideon, I'll be like, "Do you know who you're named after?" <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's like, "Yeah." Anyways, like it's a biblical name. I'm like, "Yeah," but, but like, do you Gideon's know what guy's crazy. He's different. <laughs> he's not like your average biblical guy. Like, even the Bible says he's unusual. Yes. <laughs> well, that, yeah. If that's if that's if they're saying that he's he's really unusual. Yeah, that's true because they really haven't described anyone like anyone that else. Before. Everyone else and is they've quote all unquote been normal, and they've been like fairly weird this guy is so weird <laughs> okay take us home gideon so now okay we're this is a whole new chapter about gideon great right yeah and it's uh chapter eight and the first section is called gideon pacifies the ephraimites okay and the men of ephraim said unto him why hast thou served us thus that thou called us not when thou wentest to fight with the midianites and they did chide with him sharply and he said unto them, What have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abizar? So they said to him, Why have you treated us like this? Why didn't this? we get to go? Why didn't you call us when you went to fight Midian? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they wanted a piece of the action. Yeah, it seems like it. And then he said something. You guys got great grapes. Crazy. <laughs> a crazy response. <laughs> they had no response to that. <laughs> and they said, Uh... uh. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we were talking about. <laughs> Gideon continues. 
God hath delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison of you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. Because he's All just right. like, back off. I did. He's it. like, I did this. It's I don't know, I don't I don't know, know what why. it means to be Yeah, and they were like, all right, I guess we're good. So he, he, he finished that off. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over he and the 300 men that were with him, faint yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of Sukkoth, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. It's so funny. He's like asking for bread now, and there was a dream about bread. But in the dream, he's like, I'm the bread. Oh, yeah. He's like, wait, I need bread. now it's like, wait, there's bread. (laughs) I need bread. Hmm. Hmm. There was a vision of like needing bread and it toppling over something Maybe that's what I was thinking. (laughs) I was just like, I need bread. I'm starving. (laughs) I forgot bread. So uh, he's saying, for they be, uh, give us bread, for they be faint, and I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian. So he's still on the hunt. Yeah, I got to get these guys. And the princes of Sukkoth said, are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thine army? And Gideon said, therefore, when the Lord hath delivered Zeba and Zalmunna into mine hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. I don't know who's talking and who's like threatening who. Yeah, who's like on whose side? Because he's saying, I need bread. And they're like, and I feel like he's saying like, it seems like they're having a miscommunication because he's like, I need bread because I'm, I'm hunting after these guys. here. And I think here's what they're saying. They're like, do you already have the hands of those guys in your possession? Of course he does. If you, if you, then why should we give you bread he's like maybe he's saying like hey how about the opposite why don't you kill them i'll give you bread and he's saying okay because you're threatening me with that when i get these guys i'm gonna kill you oh no he's so crazy yeah (laughs) and okay okay i I think that's what he's saying and he went up thence to penuel and spake unto them likewise and the men of penuel answered him as the men of sukkoth had answered him and he spake also unto the men of penuel Saying, okay, when I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. <laughs> okay, just so we're clear. And when I come back in peace, I'm going to uh, crush your tower. <laughs> in peace. In peace. Okay. In peace. Bye-bye. Gideon is nuts. I love it. Now, Zeba and Zomana were in Karkor. And their hosts with Star them, Wars. Yeah, Karkor. serious. And their hosts were with them, about 15,000 men. All that were left of... All the hosts of the children of the east, for there fell a hundred and twenty thousand men that drew sword. Okay. And Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in tents on the east of Noban and Jogbiha, and smote the host, for the host was secure. Got him. Got him. Because uh, attack the unsuspecting army. <laughs> right. They didn't know I was coming. I killed him. Is that what? Oh, because secure means like they I, didn't. They were. They were un- caught unawares. Yeah. Nice, dude. Cool, Gideon. <laughs> I mean, that's what they love they the love most. They love it, though. They're like, that's the best. Sneak attacks, cheating, that's how you win. Yeah, it's All's good, fair. not bad. And when Zeba and Zalmunna fled, he pursued after them and took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, to, and discomfited all, all the host. And Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle before the sun was up, and caught a young man of the men of Sukkoth and inquired of him. And he described unto him the princes of Sukkoth, and the elders thereof, even three score and seventeen men. So he's like, I, I want names. He's like, and he get, he's like, okay, here's seventy, <laughs> here's seventy seven of our guys. Great. Okay, I'm gonna kill these guys. <laughs> okay, thank you, buddy. Bye. <laughs> and he came unto the men of Sukkoth and said, Behold, Zeba and Zalmunna, with whom ye did abrade me, 
saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thy men that are weary? Remember that? And he took the elders of the city, and thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Sukkoth. And he beat down the tower of Penuel and slew the men of the city. He taught them a lesson by punishing them with desert horns and briars. They might not have killed them, but he definitely beat them bad. bad. He said he was going to do it, and he did it. He's a man of his word. (laughs) He's really unhinged. He's the most unhinged character yet. He's crazier than Josh. He's crazier than Josh. I thought he was the craziest. I think Josh was like dead inside. Right. It's a different kind of crazy. I know. I like that there are variations on the craziness. This guy's like a maniac. Yes. He's like Josh was a little bit more of like, I'm focused on the task. Yeah. I'm a a workaholic. I don't answer. I don't like think about what I do. I have no morality. I just do what I do. Yeah. Sociopath. Yeah. But this This guy's psychotic. He's psychotic. He's the Joker. He's the Joker. (laughs) Cool. Okay, so this next section is called Gideon Avenges His Brother's Deaths by Killing Two Midianite Kings. Oh, didn't even know he had a bro. Also, he just doesn't seem like, like, I don't think, I think we should be distancing ourselves from, like, this is the guy who God is backing. I don't want to be a part of this religion. Yes, and you see, like, Like, this is good. The weird parallels to, like, evangelical churches sidling up to mm, trump to and you're like that seems wrong and it's like mm, it's kind of actually in the it's actually for better like whatever it might be good or bad but it's in there yeah yeah like we're actually supposed to follow these guys yeah he's gideon's good uh, unfortunately and if you yeah that should be your attitude if like you're on you're asking for help and someone doesn't give you the help they're your enemy and you'll kill them when and you get the chance just you'll get them yep they should have done what you, anyone who doesn't do what you want is your enemy. And if you get to kill them, you write the history. So you're so the good you're guy. good because God is on your side. Apparently. So this section goes thus. Then said he unto Zeba and Zalmunna, who I thought are dead, but there you go. What manner of men were they whom ye slew at Tabor? And they answered as thou art, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. Men like you, they answered, each one with the bearing of a prince. Okay. Why did they just openly say that? Yeah, you're like, you're his hostage, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were all like, you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, they're just But pissed. maybe they're fighting his crazy energy. Like, you could do that to the Joker and he doesn't get pissed, you mm-hmm. know? He's like, good, He's like, good. cool, good. And he said, they were my brethren. Oh, he should, they should not have said that. Nah. Even the sons of my mother, as the Lord liveth, if ye had saved them alive, I would not slay you. Yeah, right. And he said unto Jether, his firstborn, up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared because he was yet a youth. Yeah, he's a boy. This is crazy, don't dad. Do that. Please don't do With this. With a sword in his hand. Kill him. Go kill those guys. Then Zeba and Zalmunna said, Rise thou and fall upon us, for as the man is, so is his strength. Do it yourself. I love Zeba and Zalmunna. Yeah. And Gideon arose and slew Zeba and Zalmunna and took away the ornaments that were on their camel's nets. The end of that section. That worked. Weird story. Spooky. Spooky. Chilling. Interrogation scene. You do it. I think they knew that it. they're dealing with a psychopath and that they're already dead. I think so. And they're like, I'm going to die with honor, not like yes. play your little game. Mm-hmm. And it's they like, just like you. Who did you kill? I killed your brothers. Yeah. You like that? Mm-hmm. He's like, I wouldn't have killed you if you didn't do that. And they're like, yeah, right. I what, know. Like, say what sure. you want. And then right. it's like, hey, son, go kill him. He's sort I of retroactive. You're scaring me. And it's like, why don't you do it, punk? Big Papa. 
why don't you show your son? Kill us in front of your son, you psychopath. I feel like that was they they made Gideon as mad as he could. I feel like Gideon almost weirdly lost that little right situation because he definitely also like freaked out his son, hurt his son, his relationship with his son, and he. I don't think he got what he wanted out he of those did guys. Not. No, I like Zeb and Zalmuna. Yeah, that was cool. That was a nice nuanced scene. So okay, two more sex small sections for Gideon. This one's called Gideon makes a gold idol. <laughs> <laughs> oh Gideon <laughs> hey I got an idea I mean he is crazy so he can do whatever he wants this is awesome he's ripping it up hey you know what I was thinking I need a gold idol a gold idol I'll pray does to God it. like that whatever I'm the I'm the winner I won the wars I don't even need God yeah you remember you guys were singing like we do it for Gideon and it's yeah. like well we were singing God and Gideon Nah, now nah, just Gideon. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to go solo, I'm man. I'm going solo. Who needs that schmuck? I came up with the trumpets. Um. Okay, so he's going to make a gold idol. Then the men of Israel... Let's just take a guess. Do you think Gideon is going to end the Bible on top or... I think he's going to die. Or God's going to get mad at him? I think God's going to get mad at him. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. No idea, though. And I'm usually wrong. Right. <laughs> I don't... I can't predict the Bible. Yeah, I have no idea. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon... Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. Begging. Begging for a leader. I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> then they begged and me. And then you begged me, please, can you, you your family lead forever? You that and your son and your son's son, please. Blood right. You guys should have the blood right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it to you. Just do it. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Oh, okay. So he's still into God. No, but I think he's using it as a Oh, friend. yes. He's, and he's like, my Lord. I didn't do it. God did it. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you that ye would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, we will willingly give them. And they spread a garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about the camel's necks. He's a rich man. And Gideon made an ephod thereof, and put it in his city, even in Ophrah. And all Israel went thither a whoring after it. Whoops. Which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Oh, so he, he, he melted all that gold? And made an idol. And everyone Probably liked it. Probably to Gideon. Oh, Gideon, you blew it. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more, and the country was in quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon. Wait, so it worked? I don't worked? think he did blow it. I think he all the it. rules are off now. It what? is very Trumpy of just like, I'm going to do exactly the opposite, and, and it's going to, and you're going to like it. And it's going to work. And it's going to, like, it's just like, this time I do make a gold idol, and it's good. And God. And God's like, gonna say shit. and God's not going to say shit to me for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> How you like that? Oh, my God. There's more. There's more. Wait. Yeah. Then this last section of this chapter, Israel returns to idolatry. Crazy. So this is a shocker. I love Gideon yeah, as a too. character. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's like it's true Joker energy. Mm -hmm. And Jerubal, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his, call me Jerubal now. God. I'm like, I'm a god. Yeah, like, my name's not, I don't have a name. You call me Jeroboam, the killer of Baal. Mm-hmm. Another god. Call me God Killer. Oh, God Killer. Cool. Whoa, cool. 
And Jeroboam, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had threescore and ten sons. Seventy sons. Of his body begotten, for he had many wives. Oh my God. And his concubine then, that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son whose name is called Abimelech. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash's father and Ophrah of the Abizrites. Wow, so Gideon... All worked out. It worked out. Gideon was right. Gideon did everything right. That is really chilling stuff. Who was Gideon to begin with? He was the son of just a guy. A guy, yeah. And he had an altar. Gosh, I can't even remember. He was just a guy and who God went up to, theoretically. Yeah. But God, I mean, it makes sense in like... And he just like woke up one day and he just pissed on their God, their altar and was like, new altar now. And then he went totally crazy and killed everyone. It's just a way of reframing. Like, you know, say you had heard about Gideon a hundred years after him. Totally. And you're just like, okay, it must have happened like this. Like how this guy rose to power and just got away with whatever he wanted. But it also seems that Gideon was clearly like so bad that like even to retell his story is like so shifty. You're yeah. like, I could still read between the lines that. I don't know if people asked I don't for think it. People it's said, propaganda. It's Gideon propaganda. Absolutely. I mean, they say, I don't think the people said we willingly give you gold. Like, right. That's not even English. On the nose. Like, yeah. Why would people say that to you? Yeah, it's we like, willingly give you everything we own. This no, is they the didn't. Gideon Presidential Library's store version Absolutely. of it. Absolutely, you're like mm, a little bit the uh, pro Gideon here. You don't think it had to do with like the last people who didn't give you what they wanted? You came back and like whipped them with like thorns, right? And like knocked down their tower. <laughs> and now suddenly people and are now these willingly... people are like, oh yeah, we want to help you. You're cool. So crazy. And I don't think he'll ever get his comeuppance. I mean, he, I... he himself will not. He's dead. No, which is such a horrible and true lesson. Yeah. It's the worst lesson that not everyone gets their comeuppance. The Bible teaches the worst lessons. They really do. They've like kind of distilled it down to the worst stuff. Yeah. And it's like, like, yeah. This is what works. And this- I don't know what to tell you. This is what works. (laughs) What bothers me is the non-neutrality of the Bible. Had the Bible been like, look, we're neutral. Yeah. I don't know what to believe. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what I think I'm seeing. Yeah. And they're like, there's this God. He's crazy. He picks people. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they lose. There's maybe a plan. But I'm just observing. The problem I have is that they're like, and we're the good guys. And this is crazy. Yeah. That's where you're like, well, why? A hundred percent. Or like, you know, if like, I guess I hate to say it, but Jewish people. I mean, they're the people reading the Bible. I mean, right. Christians too, but they like the Jesus stuff more. But yeah, it's they like, don't even bother with if this. you're using this of like, yes, it's the part where it's like, and the it's good. Right. Where I'm like, that's bad. Like if you're like, Horrible. oh, or we follow the Bible because it it's like the art of war. It like, it's just about being like, that's our thing. Like we just want to have power and control you. Because mm-hmm. you know, people cite like, oh, it's in the Bible. Therefore it's we should do it. It's like, well, okay. The Bible's just saying this stuff works, but it's dark. Yeah. So just own it. Be like, I use the Bible as just like, not as my like morality, just as like a strategy. <laughs> right. Strategy like, guide. Yeah. You can get stuff for it. Yeah. It is like, like art of war. Like cite the Bible to defend their stuff. It's like, don't defend it. To, what am I trying to say? It's don't like, use the Bible don't to, use it to defend you. You could use it and say, it's a great strategy. Right. Like, I know it's a little evil. Right. I know it's dark. And manipulative. Yeah. But these there's a history here that shows you what you can do to get power. Right. Not like, I'm a good person. 
and I'm citing the Old the Testament. Bible's about to, good stuff. Yeah. That's no. where it gets weird. Yeah. And maybe no one's making that argument, but I think they are. I think typically it, that's how it's seen. And it's I think that's because of the second part, because of Jesus. Because maybe the second part is good, and then they're so like, we can steal stuff from the first part, too. But then you've got Jesus people that use it for bad reasons. Yeah. Well, let's bring it on home. He's dead, Gideon. And it came to pass as soon as Gideon... It's a great life, by the way. <laughs> when everything was perfect, and he had a lot of fun. And it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a-whoring after Balaam and made Baal-barith their god. Interesting that, oh, like... they turned... They went back to Baal. Right back to other gods. Like, even in Gideon's ruthless time, it still wasn't enough to, to deter yeah, people once he's gone. I thought they were... He locked it in for, like, a bunch of generations. But it also is, like, a good, dark, weird lesson that yeah. it's like, you think you control this stuff? I'm just gonna... The second you're dead, it's... They just switch. It's fair game. Yeah. I noticed that there was a, a death in my family over the summer. I think I probably talked about it, but mm-hmm. very quickly people were ravenous vultures mm. for things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it is crazy to see just yesterday yeah. this belonged to somebody. There's no continuity. No. And it's just gone really quick. Like your possessions quickly become someone else's stuff and trash. You're like, whoa, that's fast. Yeah. There it is. Even uh, Gideon couldn't keep it going. Even Gideon. Even seemed Gideon. To, like even if you're like total Joker yeah. style, like, you know. So much power. 70 kids. Yeah. No. No. Day two of you being dead. None of those like, kids eh, what matter. What if there's a better God? <laughs> yeah. Those kids are all effed up. Yep. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Neither shewed them kindness to the house of Jeroboam, namely Gideon, according to... To all the goodness which he hath shewed unto yeah. Israel. They didn't even care, they about, don't care him. about him at all. That's how it goes. There's a little bit of that in uh, the new Game of Thrones. Are you watching it? No. The I'm new... going to wait till people are like, it's really, really good. It's good enough. Right. But I don't even know what's good anymore. But there is some of this where like someone dies and it's like, he wished for one thing, but. We're not going to do that. He's dead. Yeah. Which is frustrating and kind of cool. Really cool chapter. I mean, great, great stuff. Really dark lessons of human history. Yeah, we thought it had hit a dark ending, and then it took like one last little extra dark turn. Of yeah. like, and even that didn't matter. Yeah, and I wonder the people writing it are they happy? realizing that? Yeah, are they happy that it's right? Like, or like, See? what? Right? What even is their that didn't level? Matter. It's very hard to understand like their take on mm-hmm. it because they're like. Gideon was good. That's how the chapter ended. Right. And they didn't listen to him. This is all an example of showing like the people are bad because what he did was good. But not like, hey, if we took a global look at this, it's kind of this is just a human pattern is that they tend to like reset after it just like doesn't matter. And all of it, it's bad. It's like the bad people are being affected by bad people being affected by bad people. And then those people reject the bad people and act worse. Yeah. By being bad. Like it's troubling well we should take the rest of our day to you know this afternoon to contemplate some of the things that we've read and digest it yeah i think i just need to sit i don't want to i don't want to i just kind of want to let it be let it simmer in the background make some hot soup i can go for some hot soup now what if we just like start crying like in the middle of our day you know it's just like we're watching tv and it's just like it was so unpleasant it really was how the world is the world is a chilling, dark place at times, and when you, in this context, it 
can really exacerbate those feelings. Yeah. Well, that was five stars. Easily. I mean, you can't have an episode with Gideon that isn't five stars. No, the spread the word. He rocks. The guy is a five-star fiend. Maybe, honestly, this batch is almost a good drop-in point. We might have a good dip yeah, on our hands. Of like starting, if you start at the studio chunk, Yeah, you kind of get, because we didn't know what was happening and things just got good. So if, it, if we don't care, Much we don't like care. the events described in the Bible, the Bible itself is also unpredictable. Yes. And, and can just start over start and be good or be terrible. If you predicted at this point, would anyone make anyone who the Bible says is a good person creates, steals all the gold and creates a gold idol. And wins. I would have been like, certainly after the golden calf experience, <laughs> that's bad. No, Doesn't that guy's matter. good. That guy's good. And it's fine. And it was fine for him. And in fact, it was bad him. that we forgot him. I mean, of course, like Israel loves Trump, man, this is crazy. Yeah. It's all connecting. <laughs> In bad ways. Um, well, we're going to do another studio chunk tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, but I'll see you, the audience. Whenever. Whenever. In the ether. Yeah, sometime soon. In cyberspace. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>